1: just go to
0: cars.com. It's magical.
2: It's
3: gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please
0: put a thumb in the air.
2: One, two. that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, happy birthday, Shane Goss Despair. Big 29 today. Very special day uh, in the community for our friend Shane Goss Despair. Uh Charlie, he's only 20 No,
3: I was just like, he's only 29? For whatever reason, I just assumed he was older. He's just I thought maybe it's forever. wrong.
2: It's just what it said on uh,
3: Elite No, it prospect. sounds right. He's he's yeah. always been a, a 420 birthday, so I, I yeah. do remember that about Shane. Yeah.
0: My oh, sister Jane today? turns 40 years old today. Jane, what
3: up?
2: <laughs> yeah, Bill, I'm sure you had no
3: idea it was 420.
2: Yeah, you know, I watched Days to Get Fused when I woke up this morning, but whatever. Uh, so we have a special show for you today. Uh, none of us really feel like talking about this team, or at least coming up with ideas to say about this team, other than, hey, they're bad, five games left, see you later. Um, (laughs) so we took some mailbag questions, many of them Flyers related, some of them not. Hopefully we have a lot that aren't. I know Steph has a lot of those non-Flyers questions, so we'll get to all that, but first let's lead it off as we always do with the introductions. Let's start out with the fly-by-herself, Kelly Hinkle.
1: I'm taking a page out of Steph Driver's book and couch podcasting tonight. It felt like the right day to do it. And I have to say, she's on to something. This is so much better <laughs> than a chair. Right.
0: And and you've got your, your comfy stuff around you. Yeah. Which also helps with the, you know, echo and stuff. I love it. It's great. You're so smart.
2: I just need, a, mm-hmm. my chair is so squeaky. I just so badly need a new one.
1: You need like, some WD-40, my. dude. I don't think
2: WD-40 will do it. I, I don't think it's that. Like, I just think it's a squeaky chair. Oh, it's better better than okay, my old can- chair.
0: Oh, God. Anything was better than your old chair.
2: From The Athletic... We
0: should be able to get you guys new chairs.
2: <laughs> From the athletic.com, Charlie
3: O'Connor. So I do have to say that one aspect of the last few weeks of the season that has legitimately made me laugh a lot, and there isn't much, but it has, is the fact that James Van Riemsdyk is now scoring all Oh, goals. baby. It's really funny. Like, Five it, games it left, is so he funny.
2: needs four. I, that All I keep on post-games, it's the JVR update. We need to get to 25. Because 25, that's the goal scorer total. 25 or more, you're a real goal scorer still. Five games left. He needs four goals. I think we can do it uh, and then trade him in the offseason without giving up like a second round pick.
3: We'll see what's going to happen. I mean, this is the inevitable thing because everything has to be done to, you know, for the worst possible scenario. He will score at least four more goals or at least three more goals because that would put him above Cam Atkinson, who at this point, I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting Cam Atkinson to come back this year because why bother? Um, He would have 24 goals, which would give him the team leading goals, which would make it extra funny when, like, they pay someone to take on their team leader in goals. It like, will... come on. You, you know that's going to be a narrative, is that they gave up a second-round pick to trade
2: away the guy who led the team in goals? What are the Flyers uh... doing? <laughs> I mean, they had to give up a second-round pick. Like, Shane Goss Despair, We love him. But there can't be... There can't be as much league-wide like, eh? I don't really know what this guy is for JVR as there was Ghost last. Like, I, I, don't, think there there, I, don't, I don't think Ghost is a defenseman. There's as
3: much, yeah. Like, I don't think there's as much skepticism about whether JVR is a good player or not. But that seven million dollar cap oh, is is enormous, especially is. with a mostly stagnant cap.
2: Yeah, it's goddamn it, goddamn it. Last but certainly not least, Stephelicious D, Steph Driver.
1: Kelly, did you get a haircut? I did. I got a haircut yesterday. It looks beautiful. It doesn't, but thank you. No, it does. So, everyone, listeners, now
0: you know. <laughs> Kelly looks beautiful. Yeah, oh, the God. listeners don't have the... Uh, also-
3: yeah, they don't have the ability to see our faces during the show, but we can see each other, so...
0: Right, right. We can see each other. Kelly is picking
1: her nose up <laughs> <on> That's <end. laughs> for real.
0: No, that was for real, and now she's eating it, and we're doing great. <laughs> So anyway, um, a professional podcast, <laughs> I could not give less of a fuck about the Flyers right now. So that's where we are in terms of the Broad Street Hockey podcast. Um, my sister-in-law had her final brain surgery and that was successful. And I, because of that, I've been off Twitter So I don't really know what's going on, but apparently I just made a big ass of myself by saying that Ryan Ellis was at the Flyers photo day when he was not two weeks ago. And that's how offline I've been, because I just, that completely bad, I've got no recollection of that happening. So, my bad. I'm trying.
2: So, I like to title my post-game articles... Uh, random thoughts about the game that don't really have much to do with the show itself or the story I wrote uh, to accompany the post game. Uh, last night's I called poor Mike Yo, and people are so mad. Like I never get comments on my articles because they're just filler to get to 150 words and post the podcast. There's like at least a dozen people mad in there and it's (laughs) it's really like poor fans you mean this guy's getting paid money like i know bud it's a joke and also what the fuck is he supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) the poor bastard is trotting out dudes from the stands to go play (laughs) in an nhl game uh but i I have to disagree with stuff a little in terms of not giving a fuck about the team because this past weekend were, I will say, the most important two games in at least the last two years, and I am legitimately proud of the Flyers for not fucking them up. They played Buffalo in a back-to-back home-and-home, scored first in both games, and somehow, somehow dropped both in regulation. I mean, this is huge. Uh, The Flyers now have fewer wins fewer regulation wins, which is actually the first tiebreaker, and a lower points percentage than the Seattle Kraken, who I believe before tonight's action have two games in hand on the Flyers. They do. This is is incredible. Uh, We are now down to the, if you do it by points percentage, third best odds in the upcoming NHL entry draft. Uh, The draft lottery, I believe, was announced today for May 10th. May 10th, This This is awesome. Like, the Flyers are coming through huge at the end of the season here in a way we haven't seen in a long time. Closing it out, boys. Five games left. Let's end on this 11-game losing streak and really just punctuate uh, this tremendously horrible season. Yeah, why the hell not? I mean, and,
3: you know, not that I think they're going to catch, and catch is kind of a relative term because it's sort (laughs) of the opposite of that. Not that I think they're going to catch anyone else, but it is notable that... The team in 31st is the Montreal Canadiens, who they play tomorrow. They are six points ahead of Montreal. Ooh. If they lose in regulation, that would drop to four. And then you just have to hope that the Habs just, like, rattle off a couple unexpected wins, and suddenly, anything is possible.
2: The Habs were looking good there for a minute when they first hired Marty St. Louis. Now I think they have, like, one win in their last ten. They're absolutely oh, yeah, they, fucking they, they horrible got the, again. They got the yeah. message. They yeah. know what this yeah. is about. they're they're absolutely horrible again they look like the team that has earned uh you know the 31st 32nd spot all season Carey price is playing for some fucking reason like they're just like yeah here you go guy go ahead play at the end of this Uh, whatever for him i think it's
3: just like it's get some games yeah yeah, well it's not even that it's like i mean he's worked really hard obviously with his his personal issues to to get back on the ice so yeah it's it's more of a like look if you didn't want to come back we're not going to make you but like if you want this to be your kind of like low stress re-entry back into NHL life, like happy to do it. So that, that it's been nice to see him getting back out there. I, I'm happy that that Price is, um, you know, is not necessarily through all of his problems because I'm sure they don't just go away. But um, but he's that he's feeling good enough that he can he can play again.
0: Yeah, it's really good to see him back on the ice and and healthy and and feeling well enough to play again. That's really good.
2: So where do we want to start tonight, gang? Uh, I, we can get to the questions in a minute. Um, there's the Linus Hogberg got called up. You know the, the right hog. 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 The uh, hog. <laughs> uh, do we want to start with the Ryan Ellis stuff? I mean, there's not much to add to it. I um, don't oh, know, man. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I... I don't really know. Where, if where anybody wanna... here
1: would know, it's Charlie. And Charlie, I don't know if he wants to say anything about it. There doesn't seem to be anything to say. Ryan Ellis hasn't been on the team all well, there, there's, year.
3: There's <laughs> just no motion. There hasn't been any motion. I, I, you know, I've, I've heard that there's, you know, there might be disagreement in terms of what medical direction they want to take. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. And you know, Ellis is a private guy, and he's wanted to keep all this private from the get go, and. I mean, I just hope that they can figure it out, um, Same. and I hope, and I hope that because uh, you know, and I wrote about this in an article earlier this week when I was talking about the whole concept of the aggressive retool, and that you know, one of the things with the aggressive retool is that you y- you have to get so many things to break your way for it to make any sense at all, and one of those things is Ryan Ellis. You have to get him back and he has to be the Ryan Ellis he was, you know, before whatever the hell happened this year. And, like, that could happen, but, you know, the longer he goes without getting this problem resolved, and, you know, the the, the greater chance that he's not ready to go next year, or the greater chance that he, you know, isn't on the Flyers next year. Like, it, it's going to be a really interesting situation to, to, to monitor, but you know the the report that was out today it more or less just said like no one really knows anything and that's that's sort of where i've been at for the last couple of months like you know he's got this issue i've heard about like six or seven different things all in the core region of his body that like could be the problem but no one is really able to specify exactly what the problem is so it's just a very very mysterious situation and you know it It's it's, it's worth pointing out how mysterious it is, but, like, I don't think there's a smoking gun at this point other than the fact that it's just clearly not resolved. We're five games left in the season, and it's clearly not resolved.
1: That's the thing, and it just kind of seems like a situation where we have nothing to talk about because there's nothing to talk about. Like, how many times can you talk about the Flyers being shit? Like, that's all that there is. So I understand why people want to find a story to, like makes life interesting with regard to the flyers but like not knowing something like when there's a void of information and you just start plugging in rumors
3: i don't think that doesn't make
1: them true eh? the thing is
3: like i don't think they're rumors like the the reports that are out there are not rumors like they're they're sourced but then obviously then people on twitter are going to take that and run with it and create rumors of their own because that's what people on twitter do and three years ago, I would have, you know, three, four years ago, I would have been the one on Twitter kind of like pushing back on those things and being like, don't let your imaginations run away with you. You know, that this isn't necessarily true. You're assuming the worst, but honestly, I just like, don't care enough anymore because like, if I do that, then people are just going to call me a shill for the team. So I I, I just don't (laughs) see the point. Like, fine. Like you guys want to, you know, make up stuff in your head and, and let your imaginations run wild. Like, that's fine. I, I, it's 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 honestly not worth it for me to you know to try to plug all these leaks because I think Kurt said this in our Slack a few weeks ago where it's like as bad as things are they're probably not as bad as it seems but no one has the energy to defend the Flyers because <laughs> no. who the heck because Why? who the heck wants to <laughs> so it's just like there's no there's no pushback because like you know if if things are if things are actually a 20 out of 100 and people are acting like they're a 5, like, why do you even want to bother saying, no, they're not that bad, but they're still pretty bad? Like, what's <laughs> the point? It just, it's it's all so exhausting. So it's, everybody's just kind of, like, tapping out of the whole, you know, rhetoric. And the only people that are still spouting rhetoric are the people who are the most angry because they're the ones who have the most energy.
1: I just feel like there's. I'm so fucking tired. I can't even tell you how fucking tired I am. There's just like there's no losing side to this, right? Like Ryan Ellis comes back and he's healthy and he can play and the team's better and maybe they'll be good. Ryan Ellis can't play next season and we're like 20 steps closer to Connor Bedard. <laughs> so like there's there's
2: that's no losing.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, whatever happens, it's all fine.
2: I think the two the two the two things about the story are. He's been out since October. It's pretty clear he wasn't healthy when he got here. Um, there's very little chance, to me at least, he's ready to go to start next season. Like, this has been a whole year injury, and there's no resolution to it now. Maybe he is healing, and because he's a private guy, there's there's just no news about it. But um, the idea that, man... The Flyers really—I mean—they traded garbage to get Ryan Ellis, who immediately became their number one defenseman. Perhaps it makes a little more sense why that was the case now.
3: Oh, what is this back to the original trade? Yeah.
2: The original trade. I—I
3: yeah. I, I do not think that—that's one of the. In all honesty, that's one of the things where, if I had energy, I would have—I I would push back on that on Twitter because, like, this is this is not a lingering thing. This is a new thing. This is a new issue. Like, and, and people can say on Twitter all day that, like, the flyers didn't check the, the medical history well enough. And, like, that's fine. But, like, saying it ten times on Twitter doesn't make it true. Like, this is a new issue.
1: Oh, I think that's how it works. <laughs> okay, let's let's just kind of, like, take a step back
0: from Twitter because most of our listeners are not on Twitter. Yeah. Um. So, just like a little bit of a step back, there. There's really, as far as I'm concerned, no reason to believe that there's any type of bad blood between Ryan Ellis and the Flyers front
2: office. And I don't know either way. I don't think there's reason. Yeah. I mean, you can't prove uh, there's a negative. no reason
0: to believe it. Sure. If you want to take the opposite side and say there's no reason not to believe it, yeah, fine fine
1: i don't i don't there just, care there just might but, not
3: be much of a relationship at all because he's paired yeah right.
1: like he's there there is never is no been on reason. the team he's been on the team for 5 seconds
2: but <laughs> right quite a bit of what we believe to be the off season plan kind of hinges on having one guy who's a first pair defenseman on this team like you're going to need one right and they have without him none well, it just, I mean, what it would do is
3: it would just add another thing they have to go out and do this summer. You know, the, the trade itself isn't that big of a deal because, like, Nolan Patrick and Phil Myers haven't done really much. Of anything oh, no. This year. Uh. It's more just like if, if Ryan Ellis isn't part of the future picture, then you got to good. Not only do you have to do all the other stuff you have to do if you plan on trying to turn this around, you also have to go out and get another top pair defense spin.
2: No, like, the trade, the trade itself, like, still a win, worth the risk, absolutely. If the dude came here with two broken legs, it would have been worth the fucking ri- Like, if he got off the plane in a wheelchair, I'd say, yeah, worth the risk, because you traded garbage for him. But, like, just the idea of this offseason, they already have so much to do. Yeah. It's if just, this is going to work at all, like, if if any of the rumors of there's some sort of he doesn't want to be here or this injury is going to linger well into next season, whatever it may be, they're fucked. Like, they don't have the ability to go out and get the one thing that they thought they had, a number one defenseman.
0: I just don't think that there's any reason to believe he doesn't want to be here. Like... Hmm. I just, I just don't. Well, I mean, it's I mean, why would he
2: want to be here? In fairness, like <laughs> yeah, the team's been real they're, like, they're, they're horrible. Like they're horrible, and based on his injury history, how much longer does he have in his career? Like, why the fuck right, would so he you put his body on the, the line opposite for this
0: again? You're saying, you're saying, no, there's t- no reason to believe he does want to. All right, we're just all right. No, I,
2: I don't know, Ryan Ellis. I, I don't want to dismiss it at all, but also, like, I, either way, I, I think it's. It's
1: essentially whatever you already believe about this Ryan Ellis story is what you're going to plug into the holes in the Ryan Ellis story. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter.
3: I mean, it matters, but I agree that, like, look, where everyone is at right now in this fan base, I guess I can't say everyone, it might not be everyone, but I think it's the vast majority of people, is that, like, you just kind of assume the worst, because it's been a pretty good strategy for the past 2 years to assume the worst possible outcome related to the flyers because they always seem to come through with the worst possible outcome like that was you know i i got into a a debate with someone in my comment section because i wrote an article on um on the the, the lawsuits from Jim McCrossin and, uh, and Sal Rafa about how, you know, they're, they're alleging that, um, that the flyers mishandling of their Zamboni and the flyers training center in Voorhees uh, led to multiple medical conditions. Um, Jim McCrossin has cancer. Uh, Rafa has like a, what essentially is like a blood disorder. That's a precursor to the cancer that, uh, that McCrossin has. But, I basically put in the article that it's it's an embarrassment to the, for the organization and it's a, another it's a real low point point. and somebody got on me because it's like well it's it's a lawsuit that's not the way lawsuits work like there's no, there is no you know it, it's it's everything's alleged at this point so you're you're jumping to conclusions you're presupposing I got the sense this guy is probably a lawyer and probably is on the side of like people who get sued um, like maybe he's like a corporate lawyer so it really really like meant something to him. And the response I had was like, look, I, I I, agree that there's no, you know, this is something that's going to be hashed out in the courts or whatever. But it's undeniably a public relations embarrassment when yeah. your trainers who are still employed by your team and are longstanding employees sue your organization for basically giving them cancer. Like that's in it, regardless of whether it, it it's proven to be correct or not or whether the lawsuit works like it's an undeniable public relations disaster and the fact of the matter is is that the flyers through their all nice play and through a lot of other things have put themselves in the position where fans
2: aren't willing to give them the benefit of the doubt anymore no like yeah there's there's the oh well innocent until proven guilty and uh, all that but then there's just living in reality where this doesn't look like the flyers spectacore whoever might have a Zero culpability here. Yeah. It still looks like shit. It makes you look fucking bad that this is going on. Okay. So just
0: like a pause because none of this fucking matters in the long run. The lawsuit doesn't matter. And the flyers embarrassment doesn't matter. Like these two men are very sick and that sucks. And there, and I know that we were getting there. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that Charlie and Bill were not saying that. I know that that's where the conversation was going, but I wanted to interject. Because that's who I am as a person. What? Um, I I don't know. I don't know the science behind anything related to Zambonis, and that's what I've learned this past week. Like I just, it's a big blind spot for me. I can't tell you the last time I even thought about the Zamboni. Like even at games, like I just, I don't think about it. So this, this is a huge blind spot for me. And I am doing the research to learn more. Um, Like apparently there are electric Zambonis, which is not a thing that I knew even existed. Um, But more than this being one, a nightmare for these two men and their families and really shitty for the Flyers. Like, woof, you guys have landed in it. Um, this could have league-wide implications. And not like not saying that um the two trainers, um, Sal and Jim are going to sue the entire league, but if we're looking at everyone who's breathed in Zamboni fumes, that's um, millions of people. Like, con- conservatively, hundreds of millions of people. I, this,
3: it, it could become a much bigger deal. So one one thing about that, and this is an important part of, you know, what McCross and, and Rafa are alleging, because it separates it from kind of what you're saying, whereas, like, you know, I'm sure there are tons of other teams that, you know, have Zambonis that aren't electric and and give off these fumes. That's true. But a key aspect of, of what they're alleging is that because it, the way the skate zone is set up, basically they have the two rinks, and I, I mean, I've seen this a ton of times. Back when we used to go in the locker room, obviously, like, I walked down there. And they basically parked the Zambonis, like, in between the two rinks in the back. And the thing is is that and I honestly didn't know this is this is where their office was, but apparently the trainer's office, like where they do most of their work that isn't like on the ice is like right there. It's like uh-huh. right next to the Zambonis and I don't think that most facilities, like most NHL practice facilities are set up quite like that. So like that's really the key here is that you know, yeah. I mean, being around this stuff can't be good. And and hey, you know what? Maybe we should just everyone in the NHL should switch to electric zambonis just to avoid this from happening. Especially if you're housing the zambonis indoors. Um, but that said, I think if if it turns out, I mean, and you know, obviously that's that's the the nature of the case. But if the if the fumes are the reason why both these guys you know got sick, and it's absolutely awful i feel freaking terrible for them it's probably not be necessarily just because like they're around zamboni sometimes it's because the specific spot that they worked for hours and hours on end is right near where these fumes were and at, in that area the ventilation wasn't great like that that i think is the key aspect of it that needs to be needs to be understood that it's not just like oh because like i mean i i literally i i talked to my mother Yesterday, and she was like, "Well, you're you're in the in the facility. Like, could you be getting sick too?" Is like, no. I think that the key to this is like the two trainers were in that vicinity more than anyone else. So if anybody is going to be impacted by this, if it does have this
2: effect, it would be them. I do want to um, like again, like we said earlier, no one's in the mood to like stick up for the flyers because fucking why. (laughs) Uh, And that's, like, not what I'm doing here. I do just want to say this is so much different and so separated from, oh, man, we hate how they treat the alumni. We hate how they treat the season ticket holders. Like, this isn't another thing to me to, like, add on to we're mad at the team because we don't like Ian LaPerriere fucking coaching the Phantoms. Like, that's... The only it,
3: reason the only reason why it's connected is because yeah. it just goes back to the like the people who just want Comcast to sell. And, and it's just like this is just another example of how you're mismanaging everything with related to your related to your organization. So like just sell the team and, yeah. and let's start fresh. But like it's it's important to note that like McCross has been with the team since two thousand. Like Rob yeah. has been with the team for reasons. like this this issue built up over years and years and years. Many of those years, Ed Snyder was still running the show. So like Uh this isn't like a you know, well Ed died and now these guys got cancer. Like this is something you know, and and in in no way, shape, or form do I think you know if this if it turns out that the you know the Flyers you know their inactions caused this you know caused these guys medical problems. I don't think they did it intentionally. Like I don't I don't think this was like yeah let's give our employees cancer or like we knew about it but we chose to ignore it. Like I, I we knew that there was a ventilation problem and whatnot, but like. It doesn't change the fact that these guys have cancer, and they obviously think that there's a good chance they got it because the organization didn't do a good enough job of protecting them when they were at work. And that's really, really—regardless of whether it ends up being true or not, it kills me that, that that Flyers employees, longtime Flyers employees who have given so much of this organization, believe that and feel that betrayed. Yeah, it's horrible. And that, that,
2: honestly— that like you know, everything's got to go through the proper channels. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how this shit works. But like, fuck it. It's Comcast. Again, if they have zero culpability, give these guys whatever they want. They've worked here 20 years. I do. Like,
3: that. That's that's one thing that, that a couple of people brought up to me is that like, you know, I this this very well could have happened under Ed Snyder. But you wonder if Ed Snyder would have allowed it to get to the law. I was
2: just. Point. That's what I was. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He yeah, would have just, just. And that's given them one. That the reason. one. The one part of it that does get back to what everyone hates about this ownership is, like, you know, I know we live in a litigious world, I know that everything is run by HR departments, but, like, that statement that came out, and, like, everything surrounding this is just so cold and corporate and like that's the world we live in now yeah that, that's what it has to be yeah and that's 100 mm-hmm. uh, percent it is but again from just the looking at it from the outside perspective yeah. like yeah you're right god damn it we're supposed to be different the flyers are supposed to be different and they're not and that's like the- and
0: and here yeah and here is an employee two employees suing them because they're not actually the family that they claim to be
2: all right. Um I don't know how to get into the questions out of this. Let's so go our. Let's take a break and then get We're going to yeah. take our break here yeah. and then uh lighten it up a little. I didn't want to talk about this for this long, but honestly, a lot of people have strong opinions about it. Wanted everyone to get their chance. So, uh we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side with your mailbag questions. All right, fam, we are back and like I said at the top of the show, none of us really uh, wanted to talk about the Flyers for a whole hour or whatever tonight. So we decided to put at least the content creation part in your hands and take your questions. And we're going to do that now. I have some hockey ones. I believe Steph got a majority of the non-hockey ones. Uh, if you want to alternate or however you want to do it, Steph, when I get bored, you Ooh, can yeah, take over. Oh, yeah, let's alternate.
0: I'm All good right. with that. All me. right.
2: Uh, we're going to start out with a hockey question, though. It's from OPP Jimmy on Twitter. Uh, possibility of trading the first-round pick this year uh, to for an established first-line player, first D, whatever. We've talked about how they need this top-end talent. Um, they're going to try to aggressively retool rather than rebuild. At least we believe that's the plan. If that's the case, wouldn't your most valuable asset be this pick? It's It's not wrong.
3: Now, I don't think they would do it. Just because I think they're aware that they desperately need young talent, they and...
2: have to hedge a little bit on this. But, <laughs> but I, I do
3: think that like there are there are certain players that like if you could get for the whatever pick it ends up being, like yeah, it just it can't be like like you can't you can't trade this pick for and I'm not even saying like you know for like a Ryan Ellis, obviously you can't do that, but like you can't even trade this pick for just like. Like a like a good player,
2: Mm -mm. like no, this isn't like oh let's get Taylor Hall, like yeah, or even like let's this is like like,
3: let's get Adam Fox. That's yeah, like it has to be like a like a legitimate. It's like I I don't even think I would trade it for like a Matt Barzell, and I love Matt Barzell, but like to me, like if you're trading a top five pick, like you better be getting like a top ten player, and I don't think teams are looking to trade top ten players. Nope, typically not.
0: Well, maybe the rights to Johnny Goudreau.
3: Yeah, but what's the point of
2: that? And 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 you're not going to
3: trade the the the, a top five pick for the rights to it. Nah. Yeah, for a guy
2: who might (laughs) for a guy who might sign here anyway. Oh yeah, I guess you're going to have to give him. You're going to have to give him 11 million bucks. Like, yeah. You
0: all yelled at me so fast.
2: (laughs) It was nuts. I was joking. I yeah, oh, but like if Johnny Goudreau had three years left on his deal, sure. Yeah, I maybe mean, right, of like, course. Yeah. yeah.
3: Then then you're then you're talking about bringing in a true elite player. I don't even know to be truth truthful, I don't even know if Johnny Goudreau, I mean, I know he's having this amazing year and that's that's great, but like I don't even know if I would put him at that level. Like he's this is this is a career year for Johnny Goudreau. Two years ago, Johnny Goudreau just looked like a good first line forward. So like that that probably is what he is. He's not like an MVP candidate every year the way like a McDavid or or you know like a Drysital or um, or a McCarr is. Um, you know that's just not. I, I don't think that's his his baseline. So no. It, the, the short answer to this question is, yes, there are players that I would. That, that it would be justifiable to trade this pick for, I don't think any of those players would actually be made available. So it's yeah. kind of a pointless question. No no, yeah. no offense to the to the questionnaire.
2: Like the Flyers, as much as they're going to try to get back in contention this summer, they have to hedge a little bit. And this is your only you. opportunity to do so.
1: Yeah, this like, is the only fallback plan that you could possibly have.
2: You're going to be in the middle of the pack again next year, unless, I mean, Jesus Christ, I... Uh, I don't even know what has to happen. I mean, just a repeat of this, but that can't possibly be right. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> we said that last year, Bill. <laughs> yeah, all they all they needed was for Carter Hart to bounce back, and he yeah. did. And they're
1: worse. Oh
0: God! Oh God! <laughs> This was not the point of the mailbag, folks. <laughs>
3: Wait, what, what? are we? I, I missed that. What were we complaining about now? No,
2: nothing. Just...
1: The entire life of Bill ours, said that it can't. It can't be like this again next year. And oh, it I, can. Know, we we did it this very last well year. <laughs> last year we said the same thing.
2: Steph, do you have a fun question for us?
0: What's more, this is from our friend Will, our our mascot Will. <laughs> um what's more not real so what's what's the most fake out of these please rank from most definitely fake to probably <laughs> fake okay <laughs> all right here are your options william shakespeare birds <laughs> the moon dinosaurs and
1: veteran presence <laughs> so veteran presence is the fakest one. The fakest. Well, it's not yeah, real. It's your, William I mean, Shakespeare. Yeah, Steph's going to go to right, okay. for, for old Billy S. I mean, to be fair, he was fake. So I guess I mean, have to, factually. I think While, I, would
3: pr- I would probably put William Shakespeare as the most fake veteran. Because veteran presence, I do think there is something to it. I just don't think the Flyers have a good understanding oh, no. of what is actually valuable uh, veteran presence. Charlie's I,
1: getting hockey man pills. I,
2: but, like, <laughs> I've read books that have been written by someone assumed to be William Shakespeare. Uh, Every time the Flyers get a player with veteran presence, it's a lie to say we're playing a bad player on purpose.
3: No, my point with veteran presence is that, like, I think it's real... And, like, perfect example of it being real is, like, Matt Niskanen. Like, Matt Niskanen was the example of veteran presence that I think was important. You know, he had a stabilizing impact on that locker room. He clearly had a stabilizing impact on Ivan Provorov. But the thing is, is that he was also pretty damn good. That's And, his... that, and that's, that's so... the problem where it's like, if you're getting guys just for veteran presence, cough, cough,
2: Nate Thompson, that's a bad idea he... because— so... His ability to handle the puck for three seconds without immediately turning it over was his veteran presence. Like, I don't care what his personality was. He could have the personality of Ben Simmons. The guy could fucking play. Like, that's what his presence was.
0: I'm happy to leave veteran presence at fourth, probably, or most definitely fake. Like, number five is definitely William Shakespeare. 4 I'm with Steph
3: Steph putting veteran presence for Now, I will say... I gotta, I gotta admit, and like this is a, co- it's it's a completely insane conspiracy theory, but I absolutely love the birds aren't real. Oh conspiracy no, theory. I think that is so funny.
0: So like <laughs> I've heard people joke about it, but what is the conspiracy well, theory? the conspiracy theory, behind theory behind it?
3: is basically that like birds are drones; they're not actually birds. They're all like created by the government. But the thing about it is that like it was created basically as a bit. Like, it was basically created as, like, a bit to show how dumb conspiracy theories are. And then I think some people started actually believing the bit. And then it became, like, a thing. Like, it was was supposed to kind of be, like, let's come up with the most absurd, ridiculous, so obviously fake conspiracy theory just, like, for funsies. And then people started believing that it might be true. And at, at first they were, like, doing it, like, like... As a bit, and now I wonder if some of those people have become so galaxy brain that they actually think it might be true.
2: I got a a t- uh, I got a tweet no. this week based on our birds conversation last oh, no. week that said, "If it flies, it spies." And honestly, I've been <laughs> I've Jesus been laughing Christ. about it for a week. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, now moving. Okay, you guys, some bad.
1: I I want to talk about the moon.
3: Yeah. Okay. Moon. So here, so here's my question about the moon. When you say conspiracy theory, do you mean like conspiracy theory, as in we didn't go to the moon, or is it the moon doesn't exist?
1: No, he's saying the most fake, the fake. So here's my question: definitely the
3: moon fake? fake.
1: Because here's the thing: the the thing there's a thing up there, right? Right. But there are a lot of ideas about what that thing is. Is it a moon, or (laughs) is it a satellite from aliens? Is it hollow? and it's you know there's aliens inside of it doing made their of shit cheese not made of cheese it's a charles that's nonsense. over the oh, dome oh, that, that's, of, that's that's a Bruce far, Kelly. yes
2: if um, the moon was cheese we would have we would have fucking eaten it by now <laughs>
1: there's a theory that it was towed here by an alien civilization at some point in the ancient past it wasn't actually put there on purpose so Kelly, mostly you- because if you think about it like what are the odds that the moon would be so perfectly sized and placed that it could block out the sun, like perfectly. When you think about it, that is kind of wild.
2: Science? Is the moon that's God?
3: Geometry.
1: Yeah, that's it science. is geometry. <laughs> I know. I'm saying like that's why it works. But I'm saying like if it were like you know. 10,000 miles further out from the surface of the earth it would not be able to perfectly uh, eclipse the sun is what I'm saying yeah, but, but, right. but, the, but then there's the gravitational been.
3: pull that's why the moon is there in the first place because of earth's gravity
2: says Did who
1: anyone else ever think about how the moon is pulling on the water all the time I think about it all the time this is why I can't smoke I weed the moon I is pulling on the water all
0: the time I, I actually, I read something about that maybe a month or so ago, and memory. it blew my mind, and now I can't remember. Anyway, so
1: the, moon so where are you the moon is real. The moon is real. I'm just up in the air about whether or not it was uh, created by random collision. Okay, so you have you
3: have doubts on the moon's origins, not on origins the fact that it's real. Not that there's function. like a projector that's up there. that's No, like, okay. that's
1: the thing. Yeah, there's definitely something up there.
3: Okay. Okay. Got that it. Is All right. So the
0: three, the three that we have left are birds, the moon,
1: and dinosaurs. Birds are real, and dinosaurs, by definition, are also real because they were birds. Birds and dinosaurs. They yeah. The same. Birds, birds are dinosaurs. I so don't. We're,
3: so we're putting the
2: moon as number one most fake. <laughs> yeah. It's no. The I most fake. I don't believe in the moon. I think it's just the Thank back you, of Bill. the sun. Perfect. Sure. The back of the sun. Why not?
3: You know
1: what? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs>
2: why not someone out there I, I am that deceased too. I'm sorry uh, um, so
0: so all right from probably fake to definitely fake probably fake birds. Birds. I'm putting them lowest. So ber-
3: birds are number one. So we, we're going. I think. I think, I think what we're doing. We're going birds. We're going. What was the? Uh, what was the other one? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs after birds. Then the moon. Then veteran. The moon
0: pres- very solidly in the middle. Then
3: veteran presence, and then William Shakespeare.
0: Yes, that And to be like clear on the writing.
3: William Shakespeare thing, the William Shakespeare thing is not that William Shakespeare, like, there wasn't someone who created these plays. Like, we haven't all, like, done this, like, mass hysteria where Romeo and Juliet <laughs> isn't actually a thing that we all read in, in high school. Um, read
0: and enjoyed! But, like, I'm not disparaging the works. It yes,
3: was a group the, 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 of
2: people assigned it this name. Or
3: was one dude who wasn't William Shakespeare. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of different theories as to as to that, but it does seem unlikely that William Shakespeare, the actual William Shakespeare, if he was real, wrote
1: all these plays. That's a whole off-season podcast for Stephanie J. Driver. They
0: don't even know if that was his freaking name. There is no records. I'm just... We're gonna have to get into this another day because we're at 40 minutes and we've done two questions. Beautiful.
2: Um... Hell oh, yeah. Man, I, I kind of don't want to do a hockey question next, so I'm gonna... No, t- I, no hockey question. I'm gonna ask, um... Everyone's top three favorite bands from the nineties? Okay, this is an
3: interesting question because what it. because I wanna have I wanna get like a some ground rules here.
2: Define okay. the nineties. I missed define, the question. define like so
3: scrolling. is a band a nineties band if they were around in the nineties but then also went into the two thousands? Like how are we defining nineties? What if they- we
1: date like let, let's say I I don't know debut album in the 90s perhaps we could say but cuz like that's weird
3: to me because like first
1: commercial hit cause in the 90s cuz I could
3: I could call like Jimmy World's my favorite band I could call them a 90s band because they released three albums in the 90s, including the album Clarity, which I think is their best album they've ever made. But they didn't get big until the 2000s or 2001. So, like, they're thought of as a 2000s band, okay. even though they were active for a significant portion of the 90s and did legitimate things during that decade. I, I had- would say
1: that you can... That's the thing. Like, no one, as you said, thinks of Jimmy Eat World as a 90s band because their notoriety came in the 2000s. Right. So I feel like, like no one thinks of I don't know Alice in Chains as an 80s band but I'm pretty sure they were together in like 1989 okay, okay. you know so, what I mean like, so we're, we're kind of going with like gut feel general like, yeah general they... consensus alright alright so I,
3: I would say then for me I so like my top three and I'm not really ranking them um, I would say Jawbreaker um, Fugazi hmm. and then the third one is interesting because like I mean I kind of want to say Radiohead,
0: even oh,
3: cool. though they were big for a long time after, but, like, they were real big in the 90s. Like that, was I would say they're a 90s era. band. They strike me as a 90s band.
1: Yeah. I think Radiohead is a 90s band.
3: I agree. So those would probably be my three. Again, like, but, you know, like, Jimmy World's my favorite band. They record in the 90s, so if we want to open it up to that, then there's a bunch. That I could like I could throw a modest mouse in there because they're the same deal. Like released a bunch of really good albums in the '90s, but like got big in
2: the 2000s. Yeah, so, I think of
1: them as a 2000s band.
2: Yeah. Bill. Okay. Um, yeah, I had the same issue. Like my favorite band is Green Day, and yeah, that's yeah. A '90s yeah. band. They were in consideration uh, for me. I thought about that. They're, they're a '90s band because like the majority of their discography came out like pre 2000 2001. But, like, American Idiot's their greatest in musical accomplishment, and that's, like, 2004. Like, while while uh, Dookie's my favorite album, like, yeah, I, I kind of don't consider them 90s. So I was going with, like, The Offspring. Like, that's okay. a 90s band. Yeah, they, they do strike Ooh, me yeah. as more of a 90s band. Uh Like, The Offspring, 311, and what do you guys feel about Weezer?
1: That's a 90s band. I would 100% That's consider 90s. them a
2: 90s band
3: because yeah. their yeah. only two good albums were released in the 90s. Uh,
1: see
2: this is just <laughs> I'm not going to argue with this cuz I'm not uh, they're the flyers at this point. Why why, 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 why the fuck am I going to stick up for Weezer? Green album's amazing. Uh, okay. Maladroit, Green album's Okay. Maladroy Mal- Maladroit underrated has its moments, has its moments. Uh, Maladroy underrated, Beverly Hills underrated. You're saying Beverly Hills, the song is underrated. No, the that, album. I was going to say oh, oh, song okay. Beverly makes Hills, makes the song, song is so bad, so yes. bad. One of but the worst. songs We are songs all on drugs. Made. Great song. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I will uh, say
3: the, the one song off Make Believe I do really, really like is Perfect Situation. I think that is a a classic Weezer song.
2: Make Believe is a very good album. Uh, let's go to Henkel, because I know I know what one's going to be. Yeah, we we obviously know.
1: So one is Pearl Jam, which, by didn't... the way, they've released more albums since 2000 than they released in the 90s. But they are very definitively a 90s band. Like yeah, no, no one's they're gonna... absolutely a 90s band. 100%. Right? Okay. So Pearl Jam, uh, tragically hip, and Tool. I, I knew them too.
3: Yeah. And what was the third? Tool tool
1: i I didn't realize you
2: were a big tool fan i love tool now i can see it that you say it i see yeah it it. makes sense i had a tracks
1: i know that like the like the the pearl jam like that's obviously like very on brand for me but i had a very deep uh metal head goth angsty teenager moment in high school that part of it still lives on inside of me okay
3: yeah. I respect it. No, I just and, and it does make sense now that you say it. Because I, I don't I don't dislike Tool. They're they're a good band. Um, I like but them. I, I'm but I think like the people that like them like really, really like them. Like they have friggin' diehards.
1: That's fair. I am not like obsessed with Tool, but I do enjoy Tool very much. Got it. What was the wording of the question?
0: Three Top
2: favorite three 90s, 90s bands. bands.
0: Oh, that's it? Okay. Um Green Day is also one of mine. Um, no doubt.
2: Uh-huh. yeah, they're definitely nineties. That's nineties, yeah.
0: No doubt is absolutely at the top of my list. Um What
1: else did I listen to in the nineties?
2: If No Doubt came out today, I think I'd call them a nineties band just based on their sound. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Yeah. look at them, they're the nineties.
1: Yeah, that's Scott. Oh, sound. I love is them. So distinct, I lo- I, 90s. I was just
0: listening to Tragic Kingdom the other day. Um I. I went through like a really. Oh, this will hold on. Let me see if this was a '90s band. I really
2: thought you were gonna say like Ricky Martin. <laughs> I guess boy bands count. Boy
0: right? bands, would, the two thousands. Thank you, friends. Um, a lot of them. A lot of the 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 things that I would say. Oh. Just kidding. The third will be Hanson because um, Mbop. Mbop came out in 1997. Oh
2: yeah, never released another song. They That's- kept making
3: songs. I have actually met. Still do. I've met some people. Who are, like, Hanson truthers that, like, know they're actually a great band. I mean, I where? To, I I, where I, I, the I, fuck have you met these I swear people. to God. I swear <laughs> to God. They they exist. I mean, I've never listened to anything by them aside from Mbop. But, like, I, there are people who argue that, like, Hanson's Latter-day catalog actually rips.
2: These people have less to do than me.
0: I really enjoyed Hanson in the late 90s. Early aughts. Bless. Um, it would appear that I have a thing for men with long hair.
2: That's wild. I really hated them. <laughs> because yeah, that also they're not because they're three brothers yeah. called the Hansons with long hair, and they're not putting on the foil, beating up the Syracuse yeah. Bulldogs. They're singing point. shitty pop music. Yeah. So that like they're singing really... shitty
0: pop music and they're like super Jesus y. So, like, I'm they sorry. all got married at like 17 and they all have like nine kids now.
2: Oh, good for them. Ugh.
0: I mean, yeah.
2: Sure. All right. Do you have a question, Steph? We can... we got oh.
0: A... oh, I put my phone away because I questions. got so excited. Sorry. I don't want
2: to do any all of the right. hockey questions. This one,
0: either. this one I thought was really fun. Even though I think the answers are all gonna be the same, and that is actually a really sad. Thing. All right, so since everyone is talking about lotteries, what would each member of BSH Radio do if they won the lottery? Say it's $1 million. Well,
1: that's not really enough, fam. Have you been alive for that long? Like, is, <laughs> I would have, pay off my debts. Yeah, after taxes, like, you know, pay off my mortgage. Uh, and then, you know, there's a couple hundred thousand dollars left. And then what am I doing? I don't know. All I right, would, so, I've always- so this is
0: from... This is from Ryan Smith. I'm just gonna say, let's say it's a hundred. That's better.
1: I would not buy a single thing. I would simply go to all of the places. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a yeah. yeah,
3: There's a big difference between like one million and a hundred million. Like if it's if it's even ten. If it's one million, like that, it's easy. I'm gonna. I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to buy like a really nice house. Like I'm going to buy a house. that's like way out of my current price range. Um, That would be the obvious one for something like a million, which is not an insignificant amount of money, but it's also not like, you know, you're set for life money unless you're really, really good at investing or whatever. Um, If it's a hundred million, that's interesting because like, I I mean, I want to say the, it's not enough, but I want to say like the dream there is like, because I couldn't do it by myself. But it'd be like, all right, I'm going to start hobnobbing with rich people and try to convince a bunch of us to get together in an ownership group and buy a sports team.
1: Oh, that would rule, Charles.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, it's not like a, Like, $100 million is a like, billion to buy a yeah. sports team.
1: Yeah, but
3: you, you, I could, like, get into the group. It's enough yes. money for me to get into the ownership yeah.
2: group. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, politic your way to the top. Exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. how much do you private like, pay You pack out of it. Exactly.
1: I feel like a PJ is probably like 10 15 mil.
0: So I could get a private jet conceivably
1: mm-hmm.
0: to transfer me from Philadelphia to Atlanta back and forth as often as I would. The
3: like. one thing mm-hmm. about With private PJ's. jets and like that would rule. That would be freaking awesome. Gas prices. They're really expensive Gas. to maintain. Like yeah you, yeah, you would burn through that 100 mil pretty quick, I think.
2: Um mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing Brock Lesnar first spent class in Spent ten mil on his private jet. Um, yeah, I have three letters. No, there's still for other you. people
0: around, and in the year of in the world of COVID, like I don't want to oh, yeah. deal with any other people. Fair. I that's just that's want fair. to be able to get on a plane whenever I want, be in Philadelphia two hours later, and then let that be my entire life. Yeah, that would be cool. Be pretty
2: cool. Three letters for you guys. All right, N F T's.
1: For fuck's sake,
2: <laughs> Bill. Jesus Christ! I At would least buy, you didn't say uh, buy
1: Bitcoin or something.
2: <laughs> I would buy a huge plot of land in Costa Rica. That's what I would do.
1: Land. That's a there. great that's idea. All,
2: that's all I would. If I had one mil, that's what I would do. I don't know what I'd do with a hundred million. Probably just give it to most of my friends.
1: That's the other thing. I would give so much of it away. Like everyone I know would no yeah, longer not, have anything to worry about.
2: I'm not paying taxes on that shit. It's someone else's problem. <laughs> Oh, wait. So many you don't monetary pay taxes gifts. when you have that kind of money?
1: Yeah, exactly. Rich people don't right. pay taxes,
0: fam. Right. Next. Yeah, so I would be I would pay off all my debts and the debts of everyone that I know and love. Um And and then I would get like that's all I want. Like my life can stay exactly the same if I had a private plane that could take me to and from philadelphia like that that would be that's all i want yeah that's fair like i could stay in the same house as long as my mortgage is paid off i don't give a shit i'm not gonna quit my job i just want to be able to be in philadelphia within two hours whenever i want to be
2: oh and i'd start my dream business pizza slut the strip club (laughs) i'm listening yeah (laughs) okay
3: wow that's your dream business like
0: wing
1: sluts (laughs) exactly Steph. But pizza, got yeah, it, exactly. got it. Patent pending. <laughs> no one out there can take that idea. It's Bill massive. Uh, All right, to, so this is... Someone
3: it. is absolutely going to steal that idea. No,
0: no, no, you keep going, Bill. You're no, having so much more fun it's than something
2: I am. We, it's something we talked about a lot when I was running a Pizza Hut. Uh, what if this place had great pizza and was also a strip club? Um, for either gender, you know, we, we could go both ways. Uh, certain nights, whatever, different stages. Oh, yeah. mm, um, of course. Anything, but yeah, pizza slot.
3: Yeah, you just got to figure out a way to get weed in there too, and then you're really set. Ah,
2: Jersey man, we can do whatever we want. Is that? I mean, are you allowed? I heard tomorrow. recreational. Very yeah, but like, tomorrow.
3: yeah, but like, are you allowed to like make that as part of like your pizza strip club? Like, Probably. are you also sell weed on the premises.
2: I mean, like, what are the police going to be door. patrolling next the pizza door? Strip club. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this this looks
3: like a pretty good idea. I think you're going to have the regulators out there in full force, Bill.
0: My Look killers. at how many of us there are. there are. Two of us to run the pizza strip club. The other two to run the dispensary next door. We're fine. Yeah,
2: problem solved. What other questions do we have? Let's get a few more.
0: All right. This is from our very best friend Stephen. Okay. We're burying a 2021-22 Flyers Twitter time capsule to be dug up next time they win the Cup. Burn it. This is my own edition. L O L O L O L. Light it on fire. Um. And each of you need to add a non flyers related item. What do you add?
1: Hmm.
3: That's a weird question because like you just assume you're never gonna see it again.
0: Hmm. Yeah. But all right. So let's again, we're adjusting this question. So let's just say it's gonna be opened in fifty
2: years. What would got, so like? What would be put a mask in there? An right? encapsulation of this season but non-flyers related.
1: Yep. Mm, a picture of a garbage can on fire. <laughs> flyers Twitter time capsules we dug up
0: in let's just say 50 years. Um non-flyers related.
2: I guess that's flyers related.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so many people were wearing paper bags. Greedy
3: can I just put NFC's. can I just put Twitter like the yeah. entire entity Just of twitter put it
1: in <laughs> so we can't use it for 10 years it's not a bad idea charlie
0: it's, it's our, oh god not flyers related like an imagine dragon cd oh god
3: oh god yeah yeah
0: but it's still flyers related um, imagine
2: opening up a time capsule from 2022 and being like a fucking cd
0: listen as i said it as i said it out loud i'm like 2022 and i just said the word cd like what the how else do you get music though which is like digitally like if you were gonna put music in a time capsule it's still a cd right probably
3: Probably, yeah i mean unless you put like an mp3 player maybe with like it all yeah like that was the thing like it's
0: going into something else spotify
2: username and password (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that'd be funny a qr code
2: That actually works. A QR code, God. I don't like this question.
3: It's It's a weird question. It's a weird question. (laughs) All right. Respect to Steven for coming up with this question.
0: So Steven then said, if that's two flyers related for you, then hit me with your favorite urban legend. Uh, And I I mean, I can go first. I'll go first. Um, So my favorite urban legend is um, of the cryptid, the not deer. Which is allegedly a supernatural being that looks like a deer, but not. And it's found in App- Appalachia. Um, so it's, it's like, it walks on its hind legs and it's got a dog-like mouth, but the head of a horse and uh, looks like a deer from far away. And then it kind of wants to eat you. I don't like that. It's the not deer. It kept me awake for like three weeks when I learned about it.
1: I'm trying to think of urban legends.
0: I have to go with. Is the Mothman an urban legend? Yeah.
3: Like the Jersey Devils an urban legend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I listened to a podcast called Lore, L-O-R-E. I think it's, he says all the time that it's also an Amazon Prime series. I just don't, I've never looked it up. Um, But that's all he does is, like, urban legends and stuff. It's really fun and cool if that's something that you're into. Um, Do do any of you else? Does anybody else have urban legends?
3: I'm not, like, a big urban legend person. I don't
2: know if this is necessarily an urban legend, but I know I saw what turned out to be a mockumentary about mermaids.
0: Mermaids! And believed
2: Hmm. it. <laughs> it. Oh, that's For like adorable. Me too. <laughs> I was like, this. It just made sense. And then, like a couple of months later, one of my friends saw it and was like, you know, that starts with like, this is fiction, right? Yeah, I missed that. Uh, so, <laughs> mermaid.
0: Me, you, and Michael Roffel all <laughs> believed that it was true. I think this is one of the first things we bonded over, Bill. A <laughs> bunch of
1: dummies.
2: It seemed believable. Mermaids the way are they real.
1: They're just totally manly believable.
3: So this is one that I've always I always thought was really cool. Um, but I don't even know if it's really an urban legend. It kind of stretches the um the the definition um because it's just kind of like one of those like little, you know, like mini story type things. Um but it's the uh it's a it's a Pennsylvania thing, actually. It's the the Molly Maguires. Um this is up in Jim Thorpe. Um basically they were like in the in the like late 1800s, early nineteen hundreds, I believe. Um, and they were basically, like, trying to unionize up there, and they all got, like, bu- like union busted and arrested, and they basically ended up all getting, like, hung. Um, but one of the guys basically, like, in his jail cell said, like, I'm innocent, and if I'm truly innocent, he, like like, supposedly, like... Like lathered up his hand with like candle grease and put his handprint on the on the wall of his cell and was like, if I'm innocent, this handprint's never gonna go away. And it supposedly hasn't. Like they've knocked down the wall multiple times and like it still pops up. And like I'm sure someone is putting it up just to, you know, keep the 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 story going, but I think it's a neat story.
0: I don't I've have decided I'm any. immediately obsessed
2: my neighbor's garage was haunted when we were kids and uh, there was this it was like a Dracula mask and like one time me and my my friend Andrew we threw the mask away we were the young ones we were like alright they're fucking with us now anyone could have taken it out of the trash so the second time we tied a balloon to it and watched it float over the woods that motherfucker came back
0: oh that was real oh So as you're saying that, that your friend's garage was haunted, the door behind you opened up.
2: Oh, my dog walked in the room. Okay. I didn't know whether it was
0: like, (laughs) I kept waiting for, to like see Ava and I never did. And I'm like, that's
2: weird. He finds closed (laughs) doors rude. So he just opens them and then walks back out.
0: What Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can respect that. All right. I think we want some more questions. I don't even know how long this is
3: going to take. one more good one. Keep throwing out the questions. Why not?
0: Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm scrolling. Best cheeses ranked. Oh, um, Ooh. My number one Gouda's my f- absolute yeah, Gouda's favorite. Really like, an, like an aged Gouda or like a smoked any Gouda. Gouda. Any but if, Gouda, if I had okay. if I had to pick God tier,
2: don't sleep on the Gouda. an
0: aged truffle
3: Gouda. Yeah, Gouda's real good. I don't like truffle that much. Mm. I mean, it's a little, oh, I like I, I, but, but Gouda Gouda's great. Um,
0: Charles doesn't like flavor. I forgot. I don't I, for whatever <laughs> reason.
3: Like I mean, I, I'll have truffle on stuff and it's fine. It's just a little much. I don't know. I know it's supposed to be, but
0: so so sometimes truffle oil that's not like actual truffle yeah, is a lot. overpowering. <laughs> yeah. Um but like I Gordon Ramsay doesn't allow truffle oil on anything. I believe it's Gordon Ramsay, one of them, because it, it does get overpowering. That's sort of my thing. But actual truffles are are fucking delicious. One time, Steph Driver
1: and I paid $80 for gnocchi that was covered in white truffle, and I will never have a single regret about doing that.
2: We sure did. I have to go Wiz and Pepper Jack, uh, one Uh and two. uh Yeah. God bless.
3: Wiz Wiz number one, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. Pepper Jack's good. I actually, you know, and and I know this is like blasphemy um, in the cheese. I actually legitimately like American cheese.
1: American cheese is good. There's like, nothing like, wrong with like, it. I do too. I like, like American cheese. I, I, I really cheese. like
3: American cheese. It's good. I it's mean, tasty. I know it's like the most processed shit in the world, but I like it.
1: And, I'm, and not not the plastic wrapped though, like from the deli. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, of course. Although yeah. in
1: all honesty, the plastic wrap stuff isn't, isn't bad, especially if it's grilled. That's fair. Yeah. Melted it's pretty good. No, I I got to have the deli one. The it's
3: deli one's better.
0: Landale Lake specifically or Land Yeah, yes. The deli one's
3: absolutely better. But like it's it's one of those things where like I know objectively speaking that like there are better cheeses that have more complex flavors and, and stuff. Like there are, but I do I I will go to bat for American cheese. I like there's
1: it. nothing to defend. So fantastic. I, it's a fantastic hamburger cheese. It you can't be if you need melty, you cannot top American cheese for meltiness. That's why it's sometimes, great on cheese steaks.
2: Sometimes I'm just dying for an American cheese cheese steak. Like, yeah, every yeah, now and then I'm like, I need steaks. that, that specific. No, thing. Well,
3: well, that's that's part of the reason why I, I love, um, uh, like, my favorite cheesesteak place is Steve's because what they do is they literally melt American cheese and they put it on there like it's whiz, but it's actually American cheese, and like no one Ooh, else
0: does that, and I love. It. I like that. Well, now I need to go to Steve's. We i like a go goat's bomb.
1: cheese. Ghost cheese. I like a goat cheese. I'm not a big goat cheese. I like cheese a Chev, I like a feta. I, I will I like say aged I, I goat, 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 goat cheese is mood not my thing for a goat cheese. I'm a, I like But I like cheese generally entirely too much, which explains a lot of oh, me. Oh same. Like absolutely. I will fuck with any cheese. It's like the best stuff ever.
0: Yeah. yeah. I will fuck with any cheese. Um, I legitimately I had to cut it out of my diet
3: because like if if it's in if there is cheese in the house, I'm eating it, but not like like I'm like of course you're going to eat it if, if you have it in your house but like I'm eating it all. Like I'm not stopping until it's finished. So I just had to stop buying it for me.
2: I just said it explains a lot about me, Charles.
1: <laughs> I don't typically
2: <laughs> But I'm not like, like that with like any cheese. other
3: type of food except for cheese.
2: Like I'm not eating a slice I... of cheese out of the fridge. That's not happening. No, they're blocks. Yeah, or a block. What I'm just I don't like a cheese stick. I don't like cold cheese.
3: I like oh, cold God, cheese. William. I don't yeah, I don't I like all cheese. I to don't be melt fair, it on something.
2: I cheese I, is I, meant to be served room temperature.
3: Yeah, so room, William is just sophisticated. I mean, room temperature is good. I need um, it melted, yeah. typically. but I don't need. I, I certainly can't even
0: don't remember need the, the it. names of all the cheeses that I like, but I'd promise you, there, the answer is yes. Yeah, the ver- there's
1: like very it. few times that I've eaten a cheese like on a cheese board or something and been like, no, this is I this is gross. Like I literally don't want to. I eat do it. have to
0: say I don't like blue cheese, but would I eat it? Yes. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. Like I don't prefer blue cheese, but I don't think it's gross.
2: It's just right. not my favorite. I've only had like blue the cheese crumbles. like once or
1: twice in my life.
2: I like blue cheese crumbles, not the dressing. Interesting.
1: Very interesting. Okay, th-
2: Steph, let's have one more question.
1: Okay.
3: Make it, um, make it a good one.
1: No pressure.
3: No pressure <laughs> at all.
1: There were a couple of non-hockey ones on Bill's outline. Oh, all right.
0: This is from our dear friend Brian Coulter.
3: Okay. Oh, always good always good to, to give Brian the spotlight. So yeah, let's end it. The
1: only good Brian. The only good Brian. The <laughs> only good Brian.
0: After two plus years in this pandemic, what positive trait about yourself have you realized or rediscovered?
1: Uh, Has he ever listened to this podcast?
2: Oh God, Does he know awful. anyone? That's, Fuck that's you, not Brian. a good
0: question, Brian. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. A positive thing about myself? Um, right, I, I can't go first.
3: Yeah, can I like? Can I like pass on this one?
1: <laughs> there no. aren't any. Irredeemable. It's kind, of, no. it's kind of. We're where gonna I'm have at. to think it through. You guys told me
0: for a good one. This one's good. I and said good. It's nice. n- no, like
3: I want it to be like a. Like, that, I don't like know. Like fun. Yeah, like this is actually like going to make me get into my feels. And I don't want to. No feelings on this podcast.
2: I God. never had I'm to rediscover curious. any positive things about myself. Generally, g- generally. was like, pretty, I just knew I'm awesome. Pretty high, pretty <laughs> high self-image. <on> <laughs> <laughs> what is your first You're drink when you go person. to a bar? Uh, this is from Joe B. Uh, first first drink, drink when you go to a bar. I don't really have one. I,
3: it's usually just like the first beer on tap that catches my eye. Um, but I don't I wouldn't say I have like a like a mm. go to if um, it's a
1: if it's a sports bar or a dive bar. I'll get a Miller Lite, not because I prefer it, but because it's a light beer and I'm I hate myself. Um, if it's a bougie place, I'll look at the cocktail menu and get some kind of bougie cocktail or a glass of wine. Yeah, Depends I mean, I guess place, that, that's fair.
3: Like if if it's a if it's a bougie place, my go to is an old fashioned so yeah that's like, that, that, yep. that's my go-to cocktail if it's a place where like i have a pretty good handle on like they'll be good at making old fashions i will get an old-fashioned first without a doubt if i don't some think i like, them really by interesting,
1: yeah yeah some places have like really interesting cocktail menus like i've had some really good cocktails in the city recently cool but that i don't like i wouldn't be my normal go-to but they're there so i try them
2: but i primarily drink beer um i just can't drink that much i get drunk so fast Guinness, a a lot of times, Miller Lite, any sort of double IPA. I like to drink beer generally. Beer is delicious.
1: Beer is good. It's very good.
2: But yeah, I wouldn't say I have
3: like a go-to unless it's a a bar... Type of place that I can be because like I love old fashions, but the thing is, is like if you go to a dive bar, like they'll make you one, but it's just going to be whiskey. <laughs> so it's right, like, yeah. so so it's like I, I'm not going to order it unless I'm fairly confident that it's a type of place that's going to do it
2: right. A Domino sugar packet in whiskey. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and like and
3: that's fine. Like I love dive bars, yeah, but you have best. to know what you're getting into when you're walking into one. Like you're not going to be ordering some like fancy cocktail. Yeah. Not you that old fashions like right. super fancy, but it's like a classic cocktail.
0: Mm-hmm. I if I'm just walking into a bar, it, it for me it depends on like the occasion, not necessarily the venue. Mm. So if I'm going to a bar and I'm getting fucked up that night, we're talking margaritas and shots. Like that's that's fair. If if we're getting <laughs> fucked up, that's what I'm doing. If
2: Adobe margaritas, just whatever syrup that shit. Was. I was gonna say the sugar water <laughs> with the. <laughs> The plastic Sugar bottle of tequila. Sugar water with tequila. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Drink a pitcher Give and get booed off me. stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't. I didn't leave. Booed, I didn't get. They didn't boo me off stage because I didn't leave.
0: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I have never been booed. I am spectacular. <laughs> um, if I'm just going to a bar to like hang out with friends, usually a seltzer of the cherry variety, um, or a glass of wine, depending on where we are. Um, if it's like a fancy, I'll do a a sparkling wine or a champagne, or sometimes a champagne cocktail. I fucking love a champagne cocktail. Mm. Just you know, a cocktail with some bubbles. Um. Fair. But yeah, if I'm go if I'm going, just like cash. Um. Speaking of, I want to hear from you guys, you two in the room, and then also our listeners. If you were to text the word "cash," knowing like casual, how the fuck would you spell that? I because wouldn't. Kelly and I have tried it. I think three different ways this week, None and like they sense. work. We know what we're saying, but they don't quite work. How would you? How would you type that?
3: I would probably just do C A S. I mean, it looks dumb, but like if if the other person knows what what you're trying to say, it's not going to look dumb.
2: I would say C A S. Mm, okay.
1: That's okay. Interesting. I've I've done oh. like C A S Z H or C A Z S H. Neither one of those makes any sense, but I feel like it's the closest you get to sounding like it. C <laughs> A
0: Z. Yeah, I've thrown a, a J cash. in there because I'm like, what is that sound? The, the J cash. works. Yeah, the J works. It, it just it's it just looks weird.
2: C-A-Z-H. It looks weird. So
0: that this is this is the science that I'm doing. How would you type cash? I need to know. This podcast Gen is Z off has to know. Somebody has to know.
3: I don't yeah, think Gen I, Z types cash though. Is, is that is it like a lingo that kids are using? I don't know. I feel, like, know if feel, like, it's say feel cash. like it's just invent, not. Feel like it's definitely not. They
2: just use old words that already existed to mean new things. Like they don't yeah. even invent slang. Like they're not like fat ph. They're just like oh yeah, cool cool now means fucking time.
3: <laughs> oh man! Okay. What a world.
0: did we want one more question?
3: Yeah. Or is that? Nah, it do another one. What the hell?
1: Why not,
0: Bill? I th- Bill, do one of yours. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, this is funny, just because I want to see what everyone has to say. No, oh, no. Maybe a what if? What if Seth Jones would have been traded here instead of Ryan Ellis? How oh, would the season had looked? Um, it still would have been bad precisely the same yeah, i don't think it, would, be, it, it would have
3: been better because like i mean seth jones didn't while, hurt. while dramatically overpaid is still like a decent defenseman
2: but and also ryan
3: ellis did not play more than four games so like the, the team probably wouldn't have been this bad but how do you
1: retool good. with that contract on the books for the next seven years
2: how do you retool now and also, Chicago is. I read um, your article, Charles. I
1: know that we can't.
2: I'm just. <laughs> Chicago. Saying. They, they is... can. It's just real hard. No, they can't. Chicago's the fourth they can worst try. team. Chicago's the fourth worst team by points percentage. Fourth worst team by goal differential. We're the third in both. Um, no diff.
1: So no diff. Yeah, <laughs> I stick by it. No diff.
3: No, I mean, as I said in the article that I wrote for Monday. Um, like, an aggressive retool could work. It just has a very, very low percentage chance of working because so many things have to go right. And the the Why flip side... Of, well, the flip side of it is... And this is even just going past the fatalism of, like, you know considering how many things go wrong for the flyers how can you actually trust that these many things would go right randomly after things have been bad for so long and that well ir- or it, it's inherently irrational but it's also completely understandable so i totally get that feeling my point is is more that like if you if you want to do an aggressive retool right anything that doesn't involve you getting at least two legitimate high end talent players doesn't make any sense because you're half-assing it. It's just window dressing. The problem is, is that if you do that, you're going to have to add two guys on pretty massive long-term contracts because that's generally the only way you get those two guys, whether uh-huh. it's you know, via trade or, or via free agency. And if you add those two guys, and then one of the like six other things that has to go right this offseason for the team to turn this around one of those things goes wrong, and I mean, shit, the Ryan Ellis thing might already be going wrong, um, then you've got two massive contracts on your books that would make a rebuild tougher because you have no cap space and you won't be able to trade them. So, like, you're you're sad. By by trying the aggressive retool route, you're putting yourself in a position where if it doesn't work, you're in an even worse spot when you have to do the inevitable rebuild. That's, to me, the, the big concern I have. Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fun, fun times, fun times in Philadelphia. I'm
0: glad, I'm glad we took another question. <laughs> Super happy we All did right, that. All right,
3: let's do one more then. One more question. Happier question. Steph? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling. Oh, this one's easy. What shows are we binging right now?
1: Well, first of um, all, I need I, everyone listening to immediately turn off this podcast and go watch Severance.
3: I've heard it's really good. It's really good.
1: It's so it's the best show. I, I can't remember the last time I was so engaged by a television show. I should probably
3: watch that. Yes. I've literally I've just been about? When, when I've when I've had free time, I've just been like rewatching House.
1: Fair enough.
2: I am thoroughly enjoying winning time on HBO. The, uh, oh, is Showtime that the LA Lakers, uh, Lakers yeah. one? Yeah. Uh Abbott Elementary, I think, just ended. I believe it was on ABC and was surprisingly good. Especially okay. like I hate for for a network show. Yeah, yeah like I was I hate, gonna say I um, never watch
1: network anymore.
2: It's on Hulu. Like I don't know how I would like yeah. Uh it like I hate that office mockumentary format and uh this is actually pretty good. So back oh, interesting. Backtracking for a second, Kelly,
3: what is Severance about?
1: Oh, God. It's kind of hard to explain. The base level premise is that there is a corporation for which people work, and they sever people's minds such that when you go to work, you forget your outside life. And when you come out of work, you forget your work life. So it's essentially you're two different people huh. with no memory of the other.
0: Oh, my. It's
1: very interesting. It's like. I, I have been telling people that it's, like, if you watched Lost in real time, like, back when it was on, and or ABC or whatever, and, like, because Severance was, like, a weekly, every week it came out, and it was, like, one of those things where, like, every week you're, like, texting your friends that also watched Lost, like, what do you think's happening? Like, what's going on? It's, like, that kind of vibe where you're, like trying to figure out what the fuck is happening and like you can never tell where it's gonna go it's just very good it's very well done
0: like game of thrones but not bad no i said end. very well
1: done stuff what channel is it on? <laughs> I said not bad at it's an apple like, tv oh god I
3: need, I need to just like bite the bullet and pay for apple tv it's the only streaming service i don't have
1: i may have a
0: solution for you remind me tomorrow
3: Okay, I will do that. I actually
2: really... Like
0: actually remind me tomorrow because I won't remember. I had like okay. a
2: year free trial of Apple TV and was going to cancel it. And then I got an email two weeks ahead of time. Hey, reminder, your free trial is up in two weeks. Cancel if you don't want to get charged. And I was like, this is such ethical business. I have to reward <laughs> it. So I'm real. <laughs>
3: Fair enough. Yeah, I don't have any Apple products anymore, so, like, I never got the, like, free offers that everybody got that has, like, iPhones and, you know, Apple computers and shit, so I just never had it, and I probably should, because I've always wanted to watch Ted Lasso, and that's
1: obviously Once they stop letting people share passwords, I am toast, because I am a degenerate, and I pay for zero streaming services. Other people do.
0: (laughs) I want to, like, give out my passwords to the services that I have, but no one wants the nerd shit that I'm into. (laughs) Like, is anyone interested in three separate subscriptions to PBS? Because I have them.
2: Oh.
1: I might.
0: PBS Masterpiece, PBS Documentaries, and then just PBS in general. I'm
1: trying to find a BritBox. If anybody out there wants to share their BritBox password with me, hit me up on the DMs.
0: (laughs) Uh, What I'm binging right now is I um with the release of season 5 of Better Call Saul Dude. on Netflix I started back at the beginning and that's what I was binging this weekend I got to watch that um, eventually I watched like the oh, first two so seasons good. and gave up You really so you do I couldn't get past the first season I thought it was awful and then Kelly and Jay Poo were talking about it about how it was good and I was like all right well these are two intelligent people who what? I trust and I know, like, I loved Breaking Bad, so I gave it another chance. I think it was last year. Like, it was not. It was recently. It was not that long ago, and it is so good, Bill. You just have to get through that yeah. rough start. It gets. Yeah, it, it gets me, like,
3: consistently better season yeah. over season when to the I point f- where season five, I think, was the first season where. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's okay. Um, but to, to the point where season five was the first season where, in full. To me, it was it was Breaking Bad level quality.
1: Oh, I think it was. F- yeah. I think it was too. I didn't actually yeah. start watching it until I think it was last summer because when I first tried to watch it, when it was like airing, I think I watched like two episodes and I was like, I'm, I'm bored. And like I never went back to it. And then Jason kept telling me how good it was. And then I finally yeah. started. And once I got to like the fifth episode, I was like fully 100% hooked. <laughs>
3: There's a few episodes yeah, just... in season 1 that are good. Like the one where they um where they do like the entire episode is basically about Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh like, yeah. Th- like that's, that, a good one. that's a great episode in season 1. Mm-hmm. But season 1 is mostly pretty quiet and then like season 2 it gets better and then season 3 really starts hitting its stride. Um but season 5 like the one that that, that concluded um you know the last one before this one that just started I thought was start to finish just absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah. And it got me wondering. So so this season of Better Call Saul that's on right now is the final season. Are they going to expand this universe again? Are they going to do another show because number 1 they're really good at it and number 2 it still makes them a ton of money. Who can say?
3: Hmm? I mean, I think they're, they're the the showrunners I believe are like just are done with Better Call Saul, but like, you know, maybe they can do some other type of spin-off. You know, I mean, I don't know if they would be interested in doing like some type of Jesse Pinkman spinoff, but like, spoil alert, he doesn't die at the end, so they could
1: make a because... show about Badger. Badger, <laughs> that would be so funny.
3: <laughs> skinny Pete,
1: Badger, and Skinny Pete, Loki—the best
2: characters in Breaking Bad. That I would, that I would watch. <laughs>
0: yeah and and like this season you start to get cameos from characters that are in breaking bad like or this season saying season five so like what hank the dea agent shows Uh up and jesse's in the background somewhere like it's it's highly recommend bill
2: all right uh we
0: good
1: i think i think we did
2: it yeah all right that was a show and that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey. Uh, we'll do more hockey shows as, uh, you know, things meaningful happen. Uh, you know, that, that entry or the uh, draft lottery is May 10th. The draft itself, uh, July 7th and 8th. So we'll plenty is going to be going on once the season ends. But quite honestly... Nothing matters right now. It's all nonsense, fake games. They've been playing them since December. We're bored of it, so we did a show like this today. We'll get back to it uh, and cover the team more in depth as things begin to happen. But again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Be sure to uh, subscribe, leave ratings and reviews, all that stuff. uh, We'd appreciate it. All right, my name's Bill Matz for Kelly, for Steph, for Charlie. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah.